Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sardellas Podcast Good morning, Dada It's a fast Gracias, Ariela. Familia, this past month has been extremely tough since mm -hmm. our daughters have been getting sick so often. So on this episode, we will ask our good friend, Dr. Chavez, is it normal for elementary school kids to be getting sick so often this school year? Yeah, it seems like every parent we speak to are like, yes, we're on the same boat. Our kids are getting sick all the time. Híjole. Ariela started school for the very first time ever. How can you prevent your kids from getting sick so often? Is that even possible? Hmm. And many parents told us that this is normal and that it's actually helping our kids' immune system build up and get stronger. Ah, bueno. Is that true? <laughs> Lo sabremos a continuación when we talk to Dr. Chavez. Before we continue, we'd like to thank God for allowing us another day to hang out with you. My name is Edgar, a.k.a. Shaboy, and this is my wonderful wife, Janet. Hola, hola. And we've had probably a total of eight hours of sleep this week. Yep. Pero no nos aguitamos. Hey. Because our daughters have been sick so often. And to help us out with that situation, we have our good friend, Dr. Edgar Mitocayo Chavez on with us. A proud girl dad, Salva Mex, graduated from Stanford University. Bienvenido, Dr. Chavez. Welcome back. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure being here. So, Dr. Chavez, as a girl dad yourself, I think you'll understand what we're going through right now. Ariela, our four-year-old, just started school about six weeks ago, and she's been sick three times already. With the cold, thank God, it, it's obviously not COVID, gracias a Dios. A couple of times it was fever, mostly congestion, and she's probably missed out on half of her school days by now. <laughs> Y es que la mera neta le encanta ser social. Her, her classmates, thankfully, love her and she loves them back and they're holding hands. And every time I go pick her up and she's leaving, her friends are like hugging her. <laughs> y bye, y unos bien mocosos. Uh, bye, Ariela. Bye, Ariela, que te vaya bien. You know, especially this one little kid, I'm not going to mention his name. Honestly, he hugs Ariela a little too much. <laughs> but that's another topic. Pero, Dr. Chavez, we've even gotten to the point where Janet and I we're like, hey, do we tell our daughter Ariela that she shouldn't hold hands or hug her friends or allow her friends to hug her at school anymore? I think it's so sweet, but not during this circumstance, you know, the fall weather, coronavirus. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think that right now it's a, it's a tough time. It's a time for the flu virus, the rhinovirus is pretty much everything is out there right now. And so that's why the kids are getting sick so often. Uh, the, the best advice that I give my own parents and even, even my own kids is, you know, stay away from other kids right now. And even though people are, are wearing masks and they're Yikes. trying to do, it's really hard. If you get to kids under six years old, it's really difficult to get them not to touch other kids, not to hug other kids. And so they're going to get sick. Absolutely. So would you say it's normal for elementary school kids and kids in daycare 
Is it normal that they're getting sick so often this season? It seems more than any other year. And I only say that because other parents that I've spoken to, right? It's the first year that Ariela goes to school. Ever. Mm -hmm. Ever, right. But other parents that have older kids are saying, yeah, man, I feel like it's even more this season than ever before. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. The experts have told us, you know, since last year that uh, there was going to be an increase in viruses because we were we stayed at home and we weren't around people. We weren't exposed to as many last year. And the uh, immunity is is sort of a stepwise thing. You, every year you build up immunity. And then it's especially worse for kids that have never been to school. They've never been That's exposed Ariela. to these viruses. And so they're going to get sick even more often than the regular kids. And I guess the one thing that we're afraid of is the social aspect, right? Of course, we're like trying to keep her safe and healthy because as you that are parents listening to this right now, you know what it's like when they start with a little bit of moquitos, sniffles, or you hear a sneeze or a cough, then the fever hits and then lack of sleep. But then you freak out nowadays. Yeah. Is it COVID? And then you, you try to find a way to get them tested and you freak out for a quick second. Again, thank God it wasn't COVID. But then, you know, she's around her little sister, Alani, who's two and they're playing and it's hard to keep them apart. It's almost like we're referees yeah, in like a wrestling there. match or, or boxing match. Or we're like, stay away from each other. And I even asked our daughter, Ariela, Dr. Chavez, about this and how she would feel if we told her not to touch or hug her friends. Y esto es lo que nos dijo. Do you like to hug your friends at school? Kind of, but no. Why? Because I would get sicky poo and you guys too. Ay, mi vida. You feeling better or you're still a little sicky poo? I still a little bit sicky poo. <laughs> Pero no te aguitas. Eh! <laughs> te amo. Te amo. But we're praying you get better, okay, baby? Yes, Father. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, Jesus is going to heal you. Alani, you're sicky poo too? Yeah. Te amo. We pray for you too, okay? Baby, would you be sad if you can't hug your friends and hold their hand? Would you be sad? Yes. Oh, you want to hug them again? Yeah. When they say Ariella, I will give them a hug. <laughs> that breaks my heart, Dr. Chavez, because both Janet, my wife, and I, are so loving and we want them to grow up loving others in a lot of ways, especially in our Latino culture that we show love is by hugging. Even un saludo a un extraño, alguien nos está presentando, we hug them and we do that cheek kiss, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And even Edgar said, doctor, he was like, what if we take her off of school for a month? I was like, no, because then we would be going backwards, right? Because then eventually she's going to go back to school and then it'll all start all over again. Yes. Again, it's about exposure. And I understand, you know, our culture with the hugging and the kissing and all that stuff. And it's really tough, man. At this point, you know, right now the COVID is really low, but unfortunately the flu virus is really high. The rhinoviruses are out there. So the best thing is to kind of just stay away from people and do the the chicken wing or the elbow bump, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Chicken wing. Uh, And Oh, you know, bump. yeah. If you if you're around people who are vaccinated, you know that it's okay. It's okay to give them a hug because the the risk is really low. But again, you can only do that around family. If you don't know the person, you haven't been around them. It's best to kind of keep it safe. Awesome, doctor. I have a question for you. As a mommy, I'm always freaking out. So as soon as I see that our, our girls have a temperature for like what two three days, I'm like. Immediatamente to the doctor. But is it okay for me to ask the doctor, hey, can you please test her for flu, for coronavirus, for rhino, for, you know, like I want them tested for everything. 
Is it okay for me to ask that, or am I being like too much? <laughs> so it it depends on on what uh, outcome you're you're wanting out of this testing, right? So if you uh, have a kid and you take him to the doctor and you're testing for flu, unless you're going to test them day one or two of their symptoms. Uh, there's really no point because once you get past that 72 hour that they're sick, then they're not going to give you medication because it's too late, especially oh. for, for the flu. Everything else, really, there's so many viruses out there that even if the test comes back negative, probably has a virus. There's really not much you could do. So testing it in kids, it's not that great. It's not that informational. It doesn't really change outcome. The thing that I tell my parents is okay. just kind of wait it out, you okay. know, two, three days if they have fever, as long as you're able to get it down and they're mm -hmm. not comfortable you should be okay so if it's past three days like a whole week then it's something serious right exactly okay. if the fever's not going out and you have a ton of symptoms mm -hmm. you know cough congestion shortness of breath uh just you know mocos that are looking like green and like you know thing, things that are not normal that you don't think are usual for your kid yeah then you need to take them in because there might be something else dr chavez can you tell us the difference between clear boogers in our kids and green ones like does that mean like they're almost out of it is it worse you know indicators for us as parents to know like ah ya mero salimos we're almost out of this <laughs> or where we're at you know yeah usually in kids that are under five years old if they have for example fever right usually fever they usually will have it between three and four days and then they'll get a rash and then they will, they'll break and that'll be it right so if you start having fever that is longer than that then you worry in terms of the moco okay. if it's clear it's usually related to a um a virus and so nothing really to worry you just kind of hang in there but once the boogers start getting like green and they they have a little bit of blood in them and they're you know it's causing a lot of congestion they can't get it out then you're talking potentially about an infection either a sinus infection or okay. something else that might turn into like a pneumonia and so that's when parents need to go in and say you know what it's last usually that'll be after like the fifth or seventh day right. that's usually when infections usually occur um, and that may be related to the immune system of the kid there's lots of factors right. it's normal for Ariela to be going into school and then comes back and I see that she's sneezing or temperature keep her here for a few days and then it goes away and then take her back to school y otra vez regresa. so that's totally normal she it's, comes yeah it's sometimes three or four times it'll take for them to for the immune system to oh, recognize the viruses wow. that are running around and then after that they should be okay awesome thank Th you i think that was key great yeah. job babe three or four times Falta una. <laughs> we need one more round with these and, these are great tips thank you doctor doctor coming up next i would love for you to give us and other parents listening tips on how to prevent or help our kids from getting sick and number two keep them in <laughs> what's the difference between a virus and an infection coming up next Dr. Chavez, what's the difference between an infection and our children getting a virus and even us as adults as well? Yeah, usually a virus is something that we don't take any medication for. It'll stay with us, you know, up to seven days. Sometimes it'll cause a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of fever, a little bit of moco, a little bit of cough usually goes away. Uh, when somebody has a bacteria, it usually hits them pretty hard. You're going to have fever that is higher than 101. It's not going away. You give them Tylenol, Motrin, but the fever's still there. With the virus, it, it'll actually come down and they'll feel better. 
But with a bacteria, it just kind of lingers there. Uh, they get dehydrated very easily. So sometimes they don't even want to play. They don't want to eat. That's when you know something else is going on. And a bacteria is dangerous because it can actually overwhelm the body. And if it overwhelms the body, it goes to the blood. And that's what we call sepsis, which is bacteria in the blood. And that's really dangerous, right? So that's one, one way the bacteria can get really bad. The other one is for upper respiratory infections. Sometimes kids will start with a virus. And if you don't take care of it, if you don't do anything like, you know, Tylenol, keep them at home, let them sleep it can get an opportunistic bacterial infection. And usually that'll develop, you know, after the fifth, seventh day, and they'll have fever that's higher. It's not going away. They will be very cranky. You'll notice boogers that are turning different color. They'll start tugging at their ear because it hurts. That's when you need to go to the doctor. That's an infection. That's an infection. Correct. Okay. So you mentioned a keyword, cranky. The dun dun dun. What do you recommend for us parents? Because that part is like, woo, really tough for me. He's yeah, like, I know. recommend marijuana. No, just <laughs> Get high. Un oh, yeah. <laughs> just no, for adults maybe, but not for kids. No, no, I meant, I, I meant for the for parents. Us. I meant for the parents. Doctor. Yeah, I know. So you can actually use. Tylenol for crankiness. A lot of people don't like to do that. They're like, I'm going to wait for the fever and I'm going to give him the Tylenol. Well, you know, kids are cranky because they have a headache. They have muscle aches. They have, it doesn't necessarily have to be the fever that is the driving factor for you to give them pain medication. So I tell parents, you know, if your kid is sick for the first two days, it's okay to give them Tylenol around the clock every six to eight hours, whether they have fever or not, just give it to them because that's going to give them comfort. That's going to take away that headache, that body ache, that whatever it is that's making them cranky. And usually kids will do a lot better. And doctor, would you recommend once the fever comes in, you know, 102, 103, et cetera, to double up, meaning give them both Tylenol and Motrin at the same time? So what they do in the ER is when they take them with a fever that's not getting better is what they'll, they'll give them Tylenol first, they'll wait two hours, and then they'll give them ibuprofen. So it's a different medication, you could do it every two hours. But you know, I I hesitate to tell parents to do that, because we don't want to be treating a fever that's one or two consistently at home. If you cannot break that fever within like, you know, four hours, it's probably something worrisome. It's something that maybe you need to take the the kid to the doctor. So try that maybe once or twice. If it's not working, then you got to go in because you don't want to stay home. And then the the kid gets a fever that's greater than 102, 103, and they have a seizure and the parents will just freak out. Nothing will happen to the baby. That's another misconception a lot of people have. And doctor, before we wrap up and in short, is there any way as a parent you can tell the difference between if it's just a cold versus coronavirus in our children? Yeah, it's really hard. And it comes down to exposure and risk, right? And so that's what you need to look at because the symptoms of the flu and the symptoms of the COVID are pretty much the same. You're going to have body ache, fever, you know, things that are are very common, right? And so one of the things they have to look at is, okay, so where has my kid been? Have they been around other kids that potentially could have COVID, other adults, other group settings where potentially there was COVID? 
Right now, the risk is really low because COVID is not out there right now. There's not a lot of transmission. So if your kid comes home and they have fever, runny nose, congestion, it's probably the flu. It's probably the rhinovirus. It's very low risk for COVID. But if you find out through exposure, through looking around the environment that there's a possibility, you should always get your kid tested because you want to know versus COVID versus, you know, uh, the flu. Do you recommend the flu shot for kids? Absolutely. 100%. The flu shot this year is going to make a huge difference uh, uh, because it's going to prevent your kid from getting really sick. When you get the flu, uh, the flu vaccine, and then you get the flu, you're usually going to be sick maybe for two to three days, and then you're going to get better. If you don't have it, you can be sick up to 14 days. Wow, It's a huge difference. And doctor, to wrap up, how can we help our kids not get sick as often? I know that Ariela goes to school. She has her little unicorn, even glittery. Uh, antibacterial. <laughs> antibacterial. <laughs> On top of that, she wears her face mask in she class. She takes her gummies for vitamins. They have like a little uh, sink in her classroom mm-hmm. to be able to wash their hands. Their teacher is really good at that. What else can we do as parents? Right now, there isn't a lot more than what you're doing right now, right? The mask, the hand sanitizer, the washing your hands constantly, the uh, educating them, you know what? Stay kind of away from from other kids, you know, don't, uh, uh, especially if you see that they have runny nose, coughing, stay away from them, have a little social distance. Uh, You're already doing a little bit of those gummy vitamins that have vitamin C, that helps a lot. Yes, we are. the things that we don't think about is sleep, right? Make sure that your kids are sleeping eight or nine hours or even more than that every day. Make sure that they're eating really well, lots of fruit, lots of vegetables, things that are going to be nutritious. That's what's going to keep your kids healthy. Even right. if they get sick, they'll get better faster if they have those uh, those things in place. But really, right now, going to school is a risk factor for getting any of these viruses because they're around. Even if kids are not sick, they're still circulating. They're still going to get sick. Um, so everything that you said, keep doing that. That'll help. But unfortunately, viruses are circulating and there's a high chance that they will get sick. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, doctor. We appreciate you. And these are great tips. Yes. It brings a lot of peace to us, especially new parents like Jenna and I that have Our kids are barely going to school for the very first time. And this is all new to us. You know, our daughter getting sick every two weeks. We're just like, oh, my goodness, is this normal or should we be freaking out about something else? But it is true then, doctor, what we're hearing from other parents that this is in a way, quote unquote, good because she's strengthening her immune system and her body's knowing how to recognize these different viruses. So that next time that it that it sees this virus, it knows how to not overreact and be able to attack it properly. Correct. Absolutely. So it's education for the immune system and it's a good thing. Unfortunately, this year's is a bad one and uh, it's just, we just have to deal with it. Thank you so much. (laughs) No worries, man. Happy to help. If you have one quick minute, I'm just going to ask you rapid fire questions real quick. Okay. Dr. Chavez, growing up and being Latino, you heard a lot of weird reasons why our moms would say, Hey, mijo, no hagas esto porque te vas a enfermar. You're going to get sick if you do this. That a lot of times didn't make sense. For example, te enfermaste porque cambió el tiempo. It went from being really hot to really cold really fast. Can you truly get sick from that? Absolutely not. Not <laughs> not vibe temperature. There's no 
uh, way you could get that unless you're around sick. And, and one year, I actually proved this to my mom. <laughs> I actually was inside. It was really hot. I took all my clothes all the way down to my underwear and I sat outside for one hour and I did not get sick. <laughs> you you were born to be a doctor. You're like, watch, mom, I'm going to scientifically prove you wrong. Yep, absolutely. I didn't get sick. So there is no, and then, you know, obviously she didn't believe me. She <laughs> still to this day says you got to wear a sweater. Temperature does cause you. One of the things that, you know, as, as I learn more about science is the reason why people think that that's the case is because when the temperature changes uh, and it goes from hot to cold from, you know, summer to winter, that's when the viruses show up. And so that's why people get sick. It's not the cold. It's just the viruses. How about this? No te duermas con el pelo mojado porque te vas a enfermar. If you fall asleep and your hair is still wet after showering, you're going to get sick if you nope, don't drive. Absolutely not. There's no, <laughs> no reason for that to happen. And, you know, uh, a lot of people do that. And it absolutely causes no disease, no condition. Uh, and so that is a very big myth. How about this? Don't walk around without socks. Andas descalzo, por eso te enfermaste. <laughs> absolutely not. 100% <laughs> oh not going to get you sick. Uh, how about this? Don't go outside right after you shower or else absolutely you get sick. Absolutely not. Nope. Not, not going to cause anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. How about this? No dejes que te seque el sudor porque te vas a enfermar. Like if you go to the gym or play soccer and work out, don't let the sweat dry. You got to shower right away or else you're going to get sick. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> the sweat is a way for your body to cool itself down. And there's a reason why you sweat. It's so that it evaporates and so that your body cools down. So it's actually a natural way to uh, for your body to regulate itself. So it's wow. actually good that that happens. So you should not prevent it. So we might be getting sick because it's all psychological? <laughs> Oh, yes. And it's viruses. It's viruses. But... Estamos traumados. Oye, pero todas las abuelitas La listening to this right now, some old school moms are like, this doctor's all lies. She doesn't know anything. Oh, bueno, goodness. last but not least, what do you say to a family member? Because if you go to a white doctor or non-Latino doctor and you say, doctor, I think que mi hija está empachada, right? O le entró frío. They're like, mm -hmm. what is empachada? I've heard yep. of horchata. <laughs> you know, is that reality that our kids can get empachados and then, you know, la abuelita's like, truenale el cuerito de la espalda, like pull the skin from yeah. the back until it pops so they can heal. From like tummy ache, right? Like a yeah. tummy ache. Uh -huh. And so usually that is a, um, a virus that, a uh, gastrointestinal virus that causes all those symptoms in kids. So it's like, like, a, like a minor indigestion type deal, right? And so... People do everything to get it better. They'll do the egg. They'll do the pulling, the cuerito, all those things, right? None of the stuff actually works. It's just <laughs> the kid gets better on its own. And people are like, oh, well, I did this and it got better. The other one that gets me is, <laughs> se le cayó la mollera. You know, that's the one that I really, I, my response to parents is usually, okay, vamos a buscarla. Donde se le cayó, right? <laughs> so have they ever made you crack up, doctor, en una consulta? Yeah, definitely. Which and one? that whole thing about the mollera falling, that's dehydration. You're so dehydrated <laughs> that your brain fluid lowers, and that's why it looks like it's down. And then when you give them liquids, it goes up, and so they get better. And so, oh you know, gosh. there's no such thing. Dr. Chavez, 
So You've babies, opened up our eyes. No se le cae la mollera. Oh my goodness. No se empachan. No, it's a virus. It's a gastrointestinal virus that gets better with time. Okay. And so while they do all the egg, the alcohol, the ruda, all uh -huh. that stuff. Ha sido una mentira. not doing anything. It's, it's making the person feel better because they feel they're doing something for the kid. Yeah. But yeah. in actuality, it's just the immune system kind of, you know, repairing whatever virus you have or fighting it off. And that's it. Ahí está. Ahí está, neta o falso con el doctor Chávez about these Latino mysterious myths of how we get sick. A ver, cuando mi mamá me diga algo, hazles esto a las niñas, déjame le hablo al doctor Chávez. <laughs> Thank you, doctor Chávez. No problem, anytime. Let's All see. Right, take care. Take care. Right, bye bye. Bye. That was awesome. Wow, that may have just crushed many of you that have believed in empachos and not walking around descalzos and whatnot. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us, Womo Game Familia. Please continue to share our podcast on your social media and also comment and rate it, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out tremendously. And if you want to connect with us via social media, you can follow us by looking up our hashtag. Ariela, what's our hashtag? Los Sotelos. Muy bien, bebé. Hashtag Los Sotelos. ¿Ya te sientes mejor? Are you feeling better? I think so. Yeah. What made you feel better? God made you to the skies and make you helpful when you make better. Thank you. Yes, prayer does help, right? Yes. Te amo. Te amo I'm mucho. proud of you. Gracias. <laughs> when you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member, life's an adventure with your long-distance amorcito. Because who doesn't love walking around the Big Apple con tu media naranja? Or finding the most romantic sunset overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And sneaking in besitos inolvidables in Venice. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.annex slash you know. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures, contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.